Hello, my beautiful sisters. Just wanted to tap in and talk to you about my new publishing company, Rise to Write Publishing, focused on aspiring authors who want to write a book but don't know how, don't know where to start. We will take care of you. We offer ghostwriting. We offer content creation, editing, formatting, you name it. We offer it, whether it's for you or your child. Let's build your legacy and let's get your story out there. Rise to write.com, rise number two, write.com. Welcome to Black Girls in Faith. Make sure you follow. Enjoy. Welcome back, my beautiful Black and Brown sisters. Thanks so much for being a part of this spiritual journey with me. Gratitude on heavy. You are listening for a reason. So if you did have a chance to check out last week's episode, Inflation or Not, please check it out. I did want to piggyback um, this week's episode on, you know, some of the things I talked about last week about making sure that we are eating healthy and taking care of our bodies. So this week, we're going to be talking about taking care of your body. Just want to remind you, my sisters, to make sure that you are eating well and you are drinking responsibly. So we're going to talk about that today. Because as I mentioned before, the inflation and the, the rising of prices, grocery prices is keeping me in check when it comes to how am I feeding my household. And sisters, I recently went to the grocery store like three days ago and groceries are steadily increasing. Okay, I'm talking about the littlest things. Um, It's so high. It's so Hi, I'm trying to remember. I had brought something. Oh, yeah. So as I mentioned before, you know, we're making like real hard decisions in the grocery store now about do we need this or do we want this? Is this healthy or is this not healthy? So anyways, there's these muffins that I love to eat. I wanted to like treat myself to a pack of them. They used to be two ninety eight. When I went into the store three days ago, I discovered the muffins went up to $4.98. I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I ain't getting those muffins today. And I wanted them so bad. Then I was thinking, I was like, hmm, well, if I buy a slice of cake, it's $3.99. Versus buying an actual cake, it would be probably like $15.99. So if I do get these pack of muffins, they will last longer and they'll be cheaper. Then I thought, between my son and my husband, the muffins will be gone in like three days. And I probably only get one muffin anyway. So I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it. The price increased by $2, y'all. And it really got to me. I'm like, I don't need the muffins anyway. I need to eat healthy. But snacks are definitely gone up. It's healthier to to buy fruits, okay? It's cheaper to buy fruits, too. (laughs) It's cheaper and healthier to buy fruits, sisters. But that's not the point, you know. Um, The point is we have to make sure that we're taking care of our bodies. We have to make sure that we're eating properly. And not just for us, for our children, for our spouses. We have to make sure that we are taking care of our household on a health tip. So um, let's get into the scriptures. Let's go ahead and get into the scriptures because we have to be reminded 
on what the Most High says about our bodies and what our body means to the Most High. Let's go into 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelt in you. Verse 17, If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple ye are? So I'm going to read that again because it's so detrimental that we make sure we understand the importance of our body. First Corinthians chapter three, verse 16. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwelt in you. Verse 17. If any man defiled the temple of God, him shall God destroy for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So we have to be reminded that we don't take care of our bodies. We are welcoming in diseases. We are welcoming in sickness. And it's really a slap in the face to the most high, you know, because we're defiling his temple. We are a part of the most high and our body is his temple. And when we don't eat right and we don't take care of our bodies, it's defilement. We are defiling our bodies and we have to be reminded that the most high dwell in us. Our Holy Spirit dwells in us. So we have to make sure that we are being very responsible so the most high can dwell happily and at peace within us. You know, we're not eating right. We're eating unhealthy every single day, overeating. How can we think straight? How can our bodies function properly? You know, overeating develops pounds. It increases our body fat and we become overweight. And that's not healthy. Being overweight isn't healthy. So we have to make sure that we are being very uh, aware of what we're allowing in our bodies, the intake, the portion sizes. It's all very important. Like I said, I've just started monitoring um, my sugar intake, my calories. I'm in my 30s, and I feel like, you know, in your 20s, you be very irresponsible. And I recommend all my 20-year-olds to start from now when it comes to eating healthy, being aware of how much sugar, your portion sizes, making sure you're eating enough fruits, making sure you're taking your multivitamins. But definitely in your 30s, you need to do that. Because once you hit your 40s, you cannot afford to eat unhealthy in your 30s. Because once you hit your 40s, oh my gosh, you you start diet, being diagnosed with all kinds of different cholesterol, blood pressure medication, all kinds of different diagnosis just from eating irresponsibly. And it's all, we are all in control of how we eat. Because it's already... Um, in our bloodlines with past family um, health issues. You know what I'm saying? So like you come from a family that has that has a trace of high blood pressure, high cholesterol, cancer, just all different types of diseases, you already have to try to combat that. So you want to already be, what's it called, like on a defense of making sure that you're eating healthy to prevent just your family history line of whatever it is. And then I think about that. I'm like, 
when they say, you know, is this hereditary for you to have high blood pressure or whatever? And I always think of, well, where did it start from? Because we have the power to end that generational curse of those type of diseases and sicknesses from our family line. We have the power to end that. We don't have to keep repeating these cycles of bad eating, bad health. It can start with you and your household and your children. If you begin to develop a healthy, nutritional diet on a daily basis, and you implement that within your children, that cycle and those curses end right there. We don't have to keep claiming, oh, this this breast cancer is in your family, so you, you're prone, you have 80% chance of getting it. Oh, high blood pressure is in your family. Oh, heart disease is in your family. Oh, diabetes is in your family, so you most likely... No, we can put an end to that through eating better and, 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 uh, and practicing with our children and our household to eat better. So they can... It can be implemented in them, and when they have their kids, they keep a healthy cycle going because you installed it. You instilled it in them to eat healthy. So we have the power to take over control of our health. Let's take our health back with eating properly and not just eating healthy, but our intake with alcohol as well, with wine. We have to make sure we are drinking responsibly when it comes to wine, when it comes to alcohol, no drugs, but to make sure we are not smoking, smoking cigarettes, not smoking Anything that we shouldn't be smoking, okay? I don't want to go down a list of different drugs. Make sure we're not over-abusing prescription medication. What's it called? Opioids. We want to make sure that we are just... Let's. You know what? There's a scripture in Proverbs. um, Proverbs 23. Let me go to it. Proverbs 23, verse 20. Verse 20, yeah. Proverbs 23, verse 20, it says, Be not among wine bibbers, among righteous eaters of flesh. Verse 21, For the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty, and the drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. Read that again. Proverbs 23 and verse 20, Be not among wine bibbers, among righteous eaters of flesh. Verse 21, for the drunkard and the glutton shall come to poverty and drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. So, you know, these verses are saying, do not become like a alcoholic, you know, and a, a righteous bad eater. And we do know in Leviticus, the scripture does talk about in Leviticus that we should not be eating certain foods. We have a dietary law. That I pray, my sisters, that you um, are in tune with. But there are a lot of things according to the scriptures that we should not be eating. Such as pork. I know black folks love pork. But according to the scriptures, we should not be eating pork, my sisters. We should not be eating shrimp, my sisters. Do you know that shrimp are cockroaches of the sea? cockroaches of the sea we should not be eating it you know we should not be eating catfish i you know um suggest that you go back to leviticus read the whole book of leviticus it goes over 
the laws, and it gives you a breakdown on the things we shouldn't eat. We, we shouldn't be eating raw meat. We should not, all of our food should be well done. You know, that's very important. Um, a lot of diseases come from pork, eating pork like gal, and, you know, you're subjecting your body to all different things just by eating the wrong things, eating the things that the Most High said is defilement. So, and I'll probably um, take another episode to go through the dietary law according to the scripture because that is important, you know, as well um, when it comes to healthy eating. Because if you're, let's say you are eating healthy as far as portion intake, not eating late, eating the right things. But if you're eating pork and shrimp and catfish and things that the Most High said is abominable, then you're not eating healthy, according to the scriptures. doesn't matter if you're eating a small portion of pork. It's still not healthy, my sisters. I know the truth hurts if you love pork and you love shrimp and you love catfish. This may be hurting you right now hearing this, but this is not thus says me. This is thus says the Lord. You shouldn't be eating that. And I remember a couple, well, several episodes back, I talked to my, you, my sisters, about the Apocrypha. Um, I pray that you guys had a chance to check it out. If you don't have one, if you please purchase one, I will put the link up again in the description. It is lost books from the Bible that, you know, we do read from, that I do read from. And when I tell you these books in the Apocrypha, I feel like the scriptures are plain because it's so good. And it shows you that there's nothing new under the sun, that every single thing we're enduring, it talks about it. And it talks about it in the Bible as well. But the Apocrypha, I just feel like just goes into a lot of detail, especially in the book of Ecclesiasticus. It's one of my favorite books in the Apocrypha. And it just really brings out so much in this book. It talks about everything. So I will put the link in the, the description again for my sisters that didn't catch the episode where I talked about the Apocrypha. Um, but I do want to bring out, since we are talking about eating healthy, some more scriptures on that and making sure that we are drinking responsibly when it comes to wine intake, alcohol intake. We're not supposed to drink to be drunk. We're not supposed to drink to be drunk and we have to be mindful, very, very mindful of how much we drink. If you know your tolerance is low and after one glass, you're filling it, then that one glass needs to be enough, my sisters. Let's not, you know, wine is supposed to bring joy and marry and we don't need you being drunk and out of your mind and not within a sane spirit, a sane, a sound mind, a sound spirit. We need to make sure that you are aware of your surroundings when you do, you know, sip on some wine. So I do want to go to, like I said, the book of Ecclesiasticus, chapter 31 and verse, let's start with verse 14. So it says, you know what? This is kind of off topic a little bit, but it's kind of on topic. You know what? I'll go back to that verse after I read these because that's important too. But um, yeah, so Ecclesiastes chapter 31, verse 14, it says, 
Scratch not thine hand whithsoever it looked, and thrust it not with him into the dish. Scratch not thine hand whithsoever it looked, and thrust it not with him into the dish. Stop. Do not let, do not allow your big eyes, your eyes bigger than your body to lead you to overeating. Just because you see it and it looks good, you <laughs> start to become covetous over food that you know you can't eat all just to eat it because it looks so great and your eyes is bigger than your body, like my mom would say. Okay, now, verse 16, let's jump to verse 16. Um, Ecclesiastes 31, 16 says, Eat as it becometh a man. Those things which are set before thee and devour not, lest thou be hated. So eat what's in front of you, my sisters. Eat what's in front of you. Okay, focus on the plate in front of you. And that's it. Especially when you go to other people's house. They'll be trying to eat up all their food. I know this is not you, my sisters. It might be your kids. So make sure we are teaching our children to eat what's in front of us and to not overeat. Because overeating is not good. It even talks about in scripture. Let's go down to verse 17. It says, leave all first for manner's sake. And be not unsatable, lest thou offend. Verse 18, when thou sittest among many, reach not thine hand out first of all. <laughs> so when you're, like I said, at someone's house, do not reach out your hand first. Allow them to um, offer you. Allow them to offer you and then you can accept. Okay. Verse 19, a little, a very little is sufficient for a man well nurtured. And he fetched not his wind short upon his bed. So if you eat what's in front of you and enough, it does your body good. When you overeat, you're going to be in the bed farting. Okay, this, script, this verse is telling you you're going to be in the bed farting and uncomfortable. Verse 20, sound sleep cometh of moderate eating. He rise early and his wits are with him. But the pain of watching <laughs> and Cloler and pangs of the belly are with an unsettable man. Verse 21. And if thou hast been forced to eat, arise, go forth and vomit. I'm sorry. Go forth, vomit, and thou, and thou shalt have rest. Wow. Verse 22. My son, hear me and despise me not. And at the last thou shalt find as I told thee. In all thy works be quick, so shall there no sickness come unto thee. No sickness come unto you when you don't overeat. When you eat sufficient, sufficiently. When you watching your portions, what's in front of you and not overeating. That's it. It's, it's you know what? I can test, I can be a testament to this. When it comes to losing weight. It's not as hard as you may think. I remember during the pandemic, I gained 20, how many pounds? More than 20, almost 30 pounds, probably like 28 pounds. And I remember when I tried to, when I was like, okay, I gained too much weight, I'm ready to lose. When I was trying to lose, I felt like I couldn't lose. So first, mentally, you have to increase your confidence. And believing that you can lose the weight. I think that's the first thing. Because mentally, I was like, I can't lose the weight. Nothing is working. 
I was trying the easy way out. I went in and brought some gummies. I was told there was these gummies that help you to lose weight that suppresses your appetite. I went and got those gummies. The gummies taste so good. I found myself eating more gummies than I should. And then I started gaining more weight. I gained five pounds eating the gummies. And I was like, why am I gaining weight when I should be losing? So then I was like, okay, I let the gummies go. And then I had a bad withdrawal too from it. I had a bad withdrawal from it. So then I started doing the apple cider, um, the apple cider vinegar um, teaspoons, one in the morning, one at night. That didn't help. And then what else did I try? I tried like another liquid. Oh, no, no, no. I tried the teas, the slim teas. And um, the first slim tea I tried, I did lose five pounds. I was, you know, pooping. But it made me constipated after I stopped drinking. I was constipated and I was constipated for like three days. I was so backed up. It was so uncomfortable. It wasn't even worth it. And then I came to the conclusion, you know what? I'm going to let go of the cakes. I'm going to let go of the cookies. And I'm going to let go of the takeout food. I had to mentally get on board with the sacrifices that were going to be ahead of me. Sacrificing my comfort food, the food I desired and, and covet over. I had to let it go. I had to break up with my comfort food in order to reach my goal of losing weight. And when I say it hurt, it hurt. My sisters, it hurts because I love sweets. And I had to, and my family had to suffer with me because I was like, you know what, I'm not buying. If I can't eat it, you guys can't eat it because if it's in here, it's gonna be tempting. So I had to come to realization that I have to let my comfort and sweets go. And then once I did that, it was so hard the first 30 days. It was so hard because I was getting the urge. Because on Fridays, I usually do takeout for the family. And that's when I would order like cake and stuff, go to Publix, get some cake, apple pies, ice cream. Ooh, ice cream. I had to let it go. I had to stop buying ice cream, stop buying the cakes. I had to just let it go. And once I did that, I noticed a change. I had to get mentally disciplined. So I stopped doing that. I started doing that, let go of my comfort food, sweets. Then I said, okay, I have to stop eating after 8 o'clock. No, it was 9 o'clock. I have to stop eating after 9 o'clock because I wanted to do 8 o'clock, but the way, the way these days and times are moving so swiftly, 8 o'clock wasn't realistic for me. So... Nine o'clock was my deadline to myself. I said, nine o'clock is the cutoff. No eating, no drinking after nine. That's it. Portion sizes. I'm cutting down on my portion sizes. I'm not eating a lot. I'm not overflowing my plate with food. And I'm only eating three times a day. Breakfast, a small breakfast. I can't even say three times a day, my sisters, because I would be lying. Twice a day in a snack. That's what I started doing. I was eating twice a day in a snack because I would eat breakfast. A small breakfast consisted of one waffle, eggs and spinach. And um, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat meats, but I do eat fish. 
So I get like the the vegan Morningstar sausage patty, breakfast patty. So I have one of those. And that's it. And when I say spinach eggs, I'm talking about one egg. <laughs> one egg with spinach in it, you know, scrambled. No orange juice. I would just drink water. And that sounds so nasty, but it flows, I'm telling you. Water. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. No juice. No juice. No juice. No juice. No wine. Just water. And I love wine. So I had to neglect wine as well. Because that juice. Oh, my gosh. That juice. Whoo. Do we realize how much weight juice adds when you drink a lot of juice? That sugar intake is so heavy. A lot of juice isn't good. You gain pounds. I lost like five pounds when I cut off juice. And to this day, I drink juice like once a month. I may have a glass of Simply because all I buy from my house was Simply juice and Welch's. So I may have a glass of Simply once a month, if that. I drink a lot of water. And if I do want some juice, a taste of juice, I buy Crystal Light packs. And I'll drink that here and there. But I'm on water heavy. But anyways, back to the story. So I'll take a snack, a Nutri-Grain bar, or just some type of grain or a trail mix or peanuts. I'll snack in the midday, and then I'll just have one meal around 7, between 6, 7, 8, I'll have a meal, a main meal, right? And even with the main meal, I'm still watching my portion. You know, I eat a lot of fish, so the fish size would be a nice size because, you know, you're getting a lot of protein from fish. Fish is good to eat. Or a vegan meal, you know, or I'll switch it up. And sometimes I may have three meals a day, but it's small portion. But starting off on my weight loss journey, I was doing two meals and a snack. Now I do three meals and a snack. And I may have a snack. If I eat my last main course around 6, I'll have like a snack around 8, 8.30 or whatever. So let me tell you, like, I started implementing that. And I lost weight. Like, I started losing. I'm like... I started to lose like a pound a day. I could and I make sure you buy a scale too. It's hard to celebrate your wins with no scale. If you're one of those sisters that's like, hey, I know by trying on clothes if I lost weight, listen, we're 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 visual people. Being able to see and track your progress in real time with the scale, it helps. Cause you could be accountable. So I say check every day. Get on the scale every morning. Because it allows you to be accountable with your with your on your weight loss journey. So, anyways. Your sister, long story short, lost weight. It's been a year now, um, and my weight had, I've been keeping my weight down a whole year later. I am back at the same size I was in high school, and I'm in my 30s. Okay. I've been maintaining my weight, and I'm so proud of myself. And you know what? When you lose weight, your stomach shrinks. That's what I've noticed. My stomach has shrunken, and it has not expanded since. And I'm still being very cautious with my sweet intake. Like I said, the other day I went to the store trying to get some muffins and the price was a little higher than I expected. That was a sign anyway that I didn't eat the muffins. <laughs> it was a sign, but I'm still mad because I want those muffins. And then I had thought about it afterwards. I was like, I should have got those muffins. It was just $2. But $2 more. But you know what? I didn't eat those muffins because I don't want to go back down that trail of the snack cakes, the comfort food. But I do treat myself 
I do treat myself to like some ice cream from Dairy Queen. You know, a little blizzard here and there. Like twice a month, I may get a blizzard. Or, you know, treat myself to a slice of cake like once a month. But not often, okay? So you can still treat yourself, but not often. Because we got to get that stomach to shrink. So that was a sidebar, but I wanted to share that. Because it's important, we have to take back control over our bodies because it is the, our bodies is the temple of the Most High God. So we have to make sure we're taking back control. And I wanted to bring this out because I wanted to remind you, my sisters, and if you're eating healthy already, keep it up. Make sure that your household is eating healthy. So we have to take care of our household and not just ourselves because... You know, people are big on actions. They see that you change the way you're eating. They see that you're eating a certain way. Usually, it 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 those spirits jump and it and it it reflects and they see like, hey, it carries it. You know, they want to be a part of that too because they see that it works. It's working for you. It worked for them. And my wine drinkers, I have a scripture for you guys. Another scripture. Let's, same chapter, Ecclesiasticus, the, the book in the Apocrypha, chapter 31. Let's go to verse 25. It says, show not thy validness in wine, for wine hath destroyed many. Verse 26, the furnace proved the edge by dipping, so doth wine the hearts of the proud by drunkenness. Verse 27, Wine is as good as life to a man if it be drunk moderately. Moderately, I'm sorry. What life is then to a man that is without wine? For it was made to make men glad. Verse 28, wine measurably drunk and in season bring gladness of the heart and cheerfulness of the mind. Verse 29, but when, I'm sorry, but wine drunken, with excess, make bitterness of the mind, with brawling and quarreling. Verse 30, drunkenness increased the rage of a fool till he offend. It diminished strength and make wounds. Verse 31, rebuke not thy neighbor at the wine and despise him not in his mirth. Give him no despiteful words and press not upon him when urging him to drink. You see what I'm saying, my sisters? There's no sin in drinking wine. Wine is good. Wine is merry to the heart. Wine is gladness to the heart. It's cheerfulness of the mind. But we have to just make sure that we're drinking moderately and we're not over drinking wine because when you're drunk, it enrages you. And enrages you to offend people. And let's just keep it plain. It enrages you to sin when you're drunk. Being drunk in general. We should not be as righteous women out here drunk. Period. We should not be drunk, okay? It's not a reflection of who we are. And we want to make sure that even when we're sipping on wine, we still have a sound mind. And we are aware of our surroundings and what's taking place and what's happening. So I just wanted to share these scriptures, you know, to remind you, my sisters, how important our bodies is physically and how mental, spirit and physically all aligns. 
as one. So we have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. It's so important. Our body is a temple. We got to make sure we're eating right. We're eating healthy. We have the power to break these generational curses of bad eating and bad health. It starts within you and your household. We do have that power, sisters. We do have that control. And we want to make sure that we're drinking responsibly. We're not smoking. If we are smoking, I pray that you repent and that you seek ways to stop. Figure out how you can train your body to let it go. Understanding that it's a sin and it's not good for your body, you're poisoning your body through smoking. You're poisoning your body because, you know, um, getting cancer through smoking is real. My dad died from throat cancer. So when people think that you can't die from smoking, <laughs> you know, it's not true. Smoking isn't good, okay? So it's... I, you know, have to admit, when it's our time, it's our time. But if we can prevent and we can extend our lives and make a difference and be that difference with how we're treating our bodies and showing others how to treat their bodies, because it starts with us women as the mothers to these children and the women to our husbands. It starts with us. We are the one that's training these children up. We're the one that's teaching them. We're the one that's taking care of the household. So we have to make sure that we are being good examples and being good light. To not just our children, because what if you don't have any kids? To your nieces, to your nephews. You're showing them what a good example of taking care of your body looks like. And you're helping to extend your life. You show the most high that you appreciate your body. You understand that he dwells within your body. And you have a spirit of gratitude. And you want him to dwell in your body at peace. Have, just being thankful and happy and taking care of yourself, it shows that, that you love your life, you love your body, and you take care of it. And it shows you love yourself. Because when you are in love with yourself, you will take care of yourself. And that's the terms I had to come to to get myself on track health-wise. And it's a question you have to ask yourself, do I love myself? If I'm not where I want to be within my weight, within my health, if I'm battling sicknesses and diseases and, and it's preventable or I can reduce it, what am I doing about it? Am I doing enough? Am I doing all it takes? You know, this is what I want. Also, my sisters, I have to make sure that we are exercising. We have to make sure we are exercising on a daily basis, if not daily, every other day. Make sure you are walking. You know, even if you just decide to park your car further when you go to the grocery store or when you go out, just to give yourself that walking distance, downloading an app on your phone to track your walking steps. That's important. You can exercise within the comfort of your home. You can do a virtual gym membership and keep up with a trainer virtually. There's no excuse. There's no excuse to physical health. 
taking care of your body. We cannot make up any excuses in these times. It's important that we are taking ourselves more serious. We are taking our bodies more serious so we can allow Christ to continue to live within us, the Most High God to continue to live within us. So I wanted to point that out to make sure that we are not forgetting about not just eating right and drinking responsibly, but exercising and making sure our body is physically in shape as well so we can increase our strength and so we can just be comfortable within our skin. You know, we have to exercise as well. We have to keep our blood flowing and feeling good within our body. Stretch in the mornings and do some jumping jacks here and there. Let's make sure we are also being physical. I cannot forget that point, my sisters. And you know, my sisters, I'm just really big on breaking generational curses, breaking cycles, ending them. You know, because we have that power. Everything starts from somewhere. We have the power to change the narrative within our household, especially with trying to live righteously and trying to serve the most high, the righteous way. As the scriptures show us and tell us, some things are going to be hard to hear. Some things you may not want to accept, but it's righteous and it's rights. And it's, and it's what the most high shows us, right? It's not our will. It's thus said the Lord. And we have to always remember that it's not about us and our will. It's about the most high will as servants of the most high. If we say we are women of God, we can't be partial in this walk for our own self-desires and our own wants. We can't be partial to please our own flesh. This walk wasn't made to be easy, and that's why it's a narrow path. And that's why we have to be reminded on a daily that we have to continue to endure and stand firm in faith because it's not for the faint heart. It's for the strong. Only the strong survive in this walk with serving the Most High. It's so many demons that's out to devour us every single day to deter us from this path. Just as the Most High God loves us, Satan loves us too because he's on an attack for us every single day to steal us from the Most High God. But we rebuke Satan and we tell Satan to get back. Get behind thee. Because he will not win this battle over your life. Because the Most High already has you and he will continue to live within you peaceably as long as you continue to serve him, repent daily, eat healthy, drink moderately if you are a wine drinker, <laughs> let go of the drugs if you're a drug taker, keep these commandments, my sisters, keep these laws, continue to focus on what's righteous, and continue to stand firm and steadfast and disciplined. Discipline. Disciplinary. Discipline. I don't know if this is the word. Discipline ship. I feel like I just created it. But being disciplined and self-disciplined in this truth of serving the Most High is the most challenging. Because you have to set aside your flesh desires. And that's the hardest part of it. 
And it's a daily, it's a daily struggle, it's a daily fight. We're all on the same fight. But we will continue to endure and we will continue to overcome and learn and grow. That's what this podcast is about, my sisters. Some of these things I say when sharing my journey, when sharing, you know, uh, the scriptures and my take on it may be hard. And sometimes you may say, you know what? But that's why I always give scriptures. So you, my sisters, can go back and read for yourself. I want you to read. I want these scriptures I bring out for you to meditate on. I want you to pray. Don't stop praying three times a day. Make sure we're getting our prayers in. Make sure we are talking to our Father above for guidance. And we continue to seek him for guidance. So thanks so much for checking this episode out, for tuning in. I'm so grateful for you. You are listening for a reason. I pray that this episode is edifying. And I pray that starting after this episode, that it changed and made an impact on your way of thinking and your way of eating. Lord's will. So let's pray, my sisters. It's time for prayer. Oh, Father God in heaven, we thank you so much. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your wisdom. We ask that you continue to allow us to be self-disciplined in this truth, oh, Father God. We ask that you continue to help guide us to eat healthy, to eat responsibly, oh, Father God, to take away the things that we love to eat that does not serve our body, that does not serve you, oh, Father God, when it comes to you dwelling in us, oh, Father God. If it's hindering you to dwell within us, we ask that you purge it out of our minds, out of our spirit of lust, of covet, when it comes to eating healthy. Help us to eat healthy, oh, Father God. Help us to train our mind, our thoughts, to be firm on our word when it comes to eating healthy and help us to change our household and for our household to be on board with us with eating righteously. And when I say righteously, I mean sufficient. Oh, Father God, with not overeating, with not having a spirit of glut, with our eyes bigger than our body, we just ask that you continue to watch over us, guide us, purge our iniquity, Purge our sin and increase our understanding and our discernment and our wisdom. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, 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 my sisters. Thanks so much for tuning in again. May the Most High continue to bless you. Most High in Christ, bless.